Warning, the following podcast contains coarse language and spoilers for the film and the title of the podcast. Now playing. Um, just pause. I can't read my writing. <laughs> <laughs> Movie reviews in 20 cues. Hello, you goddamn fantastic people, and welcome to the podcast. Movie reviews in 20 cues. I am your host, Sam. And as you can see in the name of the podcast, Halloween is, a, is upon us. Both figuratively and literally, we are right around the corner from Halloween, although this will probably be released either on the night of Halloween, or there, thereabouts, oh fuck, who cares, none of this is important, what's really important is the original two have made a comeback, the first of which is the Ginger Princess! Hi. Say it. I'm super, Say the line. I'm super excited to be here. You Sam. guys have not heard that in like a hundred episodes or something fucking crazy. Really? Something like that, yeah, wow. yeah. Wow, Okay. Super wow. excited to be here. Oh, I did a couple of Liz in the late hundreds yeah. and two episode two hundred, but not not like a proper episode in a long fucking time. Yeah, I know. It's really exciting. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost believable. The other one's Spanky. How the fuck are you, Spanky? Yeah, good man. Uh, super excited for the renaissance of the movie reviews and Twenty Qs podcast. Hundred percent. Hundred. Hundred percent. Not that we don't. Like, you know, Machu and Kahu. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's someone else as well, isn't there? I have no idea. But she hates horror movies, Liz. so Liz is never going to watch this oh, or listen Liz. to this. Yeah. But yeah, as I mentioned, we are going back and doing the 1978 classic that is Halloween, the one that started it all. Has a score of 7.7 out of 10 on IMDb, has a score of 96% on Rotten Tomatoes. Ooh. What? While widely. <laughs> celebrated as one of the staples of the horror movie landscape. Stacy, since you haven't been on here for quite some time, we're going to get you to give the plot. Six-year-old Michael Myers murders his... Oh, spoiler alert! Murders his <laughs> um, 17-year-old sister in the opening scene. He's sent to an asylum for 15 years, after which time he breaks out in the middle of the night to return back to his original neighbourhood. And he just clearly is pissed off with a bunch of teenage girls and decides to kill them too. That end. Is he pissed off or is he just psycho? I, I don't know. Well, I don't. I feel like a synopsis of this movie doesn't doesn't fly without the words pure evil. Exactly. He's just pure <laughs> evil. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're right. That was a bad description. He's not pissed off. He's just yeah. He's just pure evil. evil. Doctor Loomis spent like eight die. years trying to reach him, and then he spent seven more years trying to keep him inside. Mm. He's pure evil. Maybe they should have got some other doctors on the case. <laughs> Maybe. 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 Maybe they should have got better security at the asylum. Hey, stop spoiling answers Sorry. for the fucking Sorry. podcast. <laughs> You're so rusty. Yes, I am. <laughs> Just like a ginger here. Oh, thanks. <laughs> anyway. Uh, if you haven't heard this podcast before, what we do is we take a movie, we ask 20 questions about it, we start with 10 that can be applied to any movie, we then move through three personal questions each that we thought of while we were watching this film before finishing on a question from our Patreons. When we start with Compliment Sandwich, one thing good, one thing bad, and one thing good. Spanky, do you want to take us away? Yeah, no, I I, I do, actually. I'm just gonna I'm just going to crack right, right into this. So um, I'm not giving a compliment sandwich. I'm giving a shit sandwich. Wow! Uh, and, and, uh, um, so so fuck you, Rotten Tomatoes and and IMDb. 
because what the what the fuck is there good about a movie that has nothing to do with the title Halloween? There was so little Halloween <laughs> in a movie called Halloween. What the fuck? Like, so that's one, right? The only good thing in the whole movie is is a young Jamie Lee Curtis. I'm yep. quite smitten. I will um I, I'll, I'll put it out there. Call me Jamie Lee. Um and uh, the last thing is he is the least scariest scary person in the world. Have you really? seen him? He doesn't even. He just walks everywhere. No. Oh, he teleports he, he, as well. He, he doesn't even like. There's like nothing menacing about a guy who just walks everywhere. Eh? He just looks like slightly. Well, you anyway. know he's wearing a mask. Have <laughs> <laughs> you tried running in a mask, motherfucker? Uh, you know, it's all fogged up. Yeah, I'm I've, I've, I've tried. I've tried running in a mask. I lived through COVID. <laughs> so there you go. I've tried to rob a bank. I know what I'm doing. Shit sandwich. Shit sandwich. Score out of ten thousand pumpkins. Oh, ten thousand pumpkins. How many out of ten thousand pumpkins? 6,000 pumpkins, I guess. Is that shit sandwich territory? No, shit sandwich is under 5,000. Mm, okay, then 4,999. Like, I'd watch it, but I just wasn't entertained by it. Okay, fair enough. Cool. You know, I'm right on the fence. Do I give my score or do I give my sandwich first? <laughs> well, what does Spanky just do? Top okay. quality podcasting. <laughs> okay. okay, so um, I'm also giving this a shit sandwich. My first bad thing is it is so slow, slow, so slow. And I gather that's supposed to be building suspense, but all it is building is boredom and disconnection from what's going on for me personally. Okay. Um, the good thing is I actually, I liked the house. So in the opening scene, <laughs> Fuck the, the very first shot is this, you know, white weatherboard, cute kind of, I don't know if they're called villas or whatever they are. And I actually said out loud, oh, that's a cute house. <laughs> and then it was, it worked, it worked on me quite well because then I saw 15 years later, it was all shabby and dusty and dirty. So I noticed that. <laughs> so you like their attention to detail in set design, is that what yes, you're saying? set design, yep, that's right. Oh, you were just giving one of the most Stacey answers ever. This is kind of similar <laughs> to Spanky saying there wasn't enough Halloween. Is were you pissed off there wasn't very many lambs in Silence of the Lambs? Oh yeah, I was. <laughs> yeah. False yeah. advertising was that. Oh, well, at least they there was no lamb. At least he mentioned it. Hey, you we saw some trick still hear the lambs screaming, Clarice. You know, like it, yeah. it had some fucking part of the film. I don't feel like Halloween had any part of this film. We, no we saw like we saw like three trick or treaters. Three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the shadows it. of three kids that were supposedly trick or treating. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my final bad thing is. The struggle is not real. So Spanky actually brought this up when we were watching it, and I couldn't agree more, is those girls, or the guys, any of the victims, they could have at least tried to get away, not just act like, I don't know, third grade acting drama class attempts at getting away. <laughs> like some real genuine scratching and writhing around and doing whatever you could to get out of his grip. Okay. I'm sorry, it just took me right out of the movie. Wow. That's the end. Thank you, everybody, for listening. <laughs> so, I don't know how to be positive about this would have been doubly negative. So, oh, my man. score is, yeah, I, I want to say 5,000 because I'm right on the fence. Maybe if I could have thought of another good thing, it would have just been gone that way. <laughs> so, maybe <laughs> go 4,999.9999 recurring yeah. or something. <laughs> 
Okay. Okay. Far out. Okay, two shit sandwiches, which leads me to give a hyperbole sandwich. <laughs> what? <laughs> mm, I'm kidding. Course. I'm kidding. I'm not going to give a hyperbole sandwich. But, I mean, the first good thing is you can't help but acknowledge how many tropes this created. Like, yes, it's like the, my bad thing. Yes, it's fucking cheesy. It is so fucking cheesy. And it's such poorly acted from everyone aside from, like, Dr. Loomis and um, Jamie Lee Curtis. Like, everyone else in this movie is, like, yeah, drama student level <laughs> acting. But the thing is, like, you know, the, the the girls having sex and then they get murdered by the bad guy, the slow lumbering bad guy, the building suspense, the not seeing his face, the stabbing, the, like, stupid teens, all that sort of shit. This was all of that. You know, like, Texas Chainsaw Massacre came out four years beforehand and kind of also set the idea of, like, the final girl. And this kind of perfected on this. And obviously this took a bit from Psycho, you know, in terms of the score and stuff like that. So there are, obviously other horror films that have come out it's not the first horror film but the sort of teenagers getting murdered by a psychopath in their house like that you know scream is another example like there's so many other movies that followed after this that owe this one a low, you know massive debt and yeah i mentioned the score that was my other good thing i love the score i love Gerald carpenter's score for this i thought it was amazing Seven thousand nine hundred twelve. i can't help but acknowledge this is one of the most original and creative films of its time and as a result i give it a pass Similar to when I watched The Room, I know it's fucking stupid, but I still love it. Yeah, I feel like maybe the the, the issue here is that you love horror films, and mm. you've clearly watched this years ago. Like, I feel like you needed to watch this film closer to when it was released. <laughs> How old do you reckon I was the first time I saw this? I don't know, like 12 or 13? I was about to say double it, and you're right, I was about 27. I never watched horror films when I was young. Well, that was a lot closer to its release than me and Spanky, who just watched it this week. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> that is true. The first time watching it. And maybe that is. Maybe there's no nostalgia there for you guys. Because, yeah, I mean, I, I have never mentally grown past 14, so I'm still nostalgic for stuff that happened to me in my 20s. Yeah. So I'm not into horror movies, so I'm, I don't under- appreciate those good things you just mentioned. <laughs> it's like going to uh, like a an art museum or whatever right like you can understand oh, that like that yeah. uh, that that it's that it's a beautiful something and that some people would really like it <laughs> but it's not my cup of tea yeah everyone goes to Sistine Chapel looks up is like my god that's fucking amazing i look up and remember that michelangelo was forced to paint for like fucking 16 hours a day backbreaking fucking labor it was forced to do it by the pope yeah and w- why wouldn't he give them bigger junk right <laughs> exactly why did he paint god's <laughs> ass on the roof that's what i love why the fuck did he paint god's ass on the roof he was fucked off a lot of people appreciate it mona lisa's another example overrated piece of shit Ooh. Ooh. okay guys we that's from pop star it. never stop stopping they're gonna, they're gonna sink another rainbow warrior for that <laughs> they probably will I'm, I'm stealing from pop star never stop stopping or whatever the fucking name of it is all right but anyway, there we go. I feel like I'm trying to make up for your guys' scores, but who cares? Let's move on over to our questions. Spanky, why don't you lead us off with question number two? At what point should the movie have turned into a musical? I'm getting major Grease vibes from this era of film. And as it turns out, it was released in the same year. I was about to say they both. <laughs> I did not know that, but anyway, um, so I think it could have easily turned a bit grease in the scene where they're babysitting and the girls are on the phone, like talking to each other on the phone. So Jamie Lee Curtis's character phones is it Annie, her other friend who's at the other house down Probably. the road, um, and they start chatting on the phone. They could have broken out into some kind of 
song <laughs> at that point. Is that the one that gets kind of greasy towards Michael Myers when he's... See, he was doing trick-or-treating. He put on a suit. <laughs> <laughs> he got dressed up as a ghost at one point. <laughs> she was being pretty greasy then. Uh, the one for me was when the body started popping out of the cupboards. I thought that was pretty funny. That'd be quite... Quite the good time for a little ditty and, oh, I'm dead. Oh, I'm dead too. La, 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 la. <laughs> Look, this question fucking sucks. I don't know why I keep putting it in there, fucking Machu. Machu loves this question, demands that we put it in every podcast, even the ones he's not in. Hmm. Right on. And what about you, Spanky? I, I, I think, like, if you're going to go all in, you go all in from the start. So as soon as she rolls down that window and, and Michael's, it's like... And Michael's hand comes in through the window, I think. It should be like, oh, no, there's a hand coming through the window. Oh, no, why did I roll that window down? The biggest regret of my life. Maybe in like a country vibe or something. <laughs> hey, like a country musical. A country musical? Country musical. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, like Oklahoma. A, like Oklahoma, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what okay. I'm getting. Remake. Hey, call me. <laughs> I'd pay a lot of money to never watch that. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy Wiseau, I'm coming for you. I'm coming for your crown, man. Worst movie ever. <laughs> question three, Stace. What movie? Oh, this is a Patreon question. Oh, yeah, yeah. This comes courtesy of our friend Emily of the Tasteless Podcast. The Tasteless Podcast is an awesome podcast, which compares two films, one that is universally beloved or won Oscars or did well at the box office, whatever. Uh, she compares that to a film that she doesn't feel got the love it deserves. What's the question? What movie would you pair with this as a double feature? In my life, there is only one JC. It's not Jesus Christ, it's John Carpenter. I love his films. And so I'm going to go with the other one that I've, the one I love more than this, which is The Thing. I absolutely love The Thing. Yeah, see, that's a decent movie. I've seen oh, that too. Yes, you, me, you, and Paul from Countdown Podcast talked about it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you really enjoyed it. Yeah. Because you love dogs that murder people. No, that's not the reason. I think you have to go back and listen to the episode to find out what I think about that. Good promo. Mm -hmm. Proud of you. She's shedding the rust. (laughs) What about you, Spanky? Well, you know, having that this is such a poor movie, I'm going to mention it in in the same breath as a movie that I hold in high regard, which is Scary Movie, obviously. Oh, yes. Uh, So so that you – and I think that you watch – Halloween first so that you can appreciate the nuances and the tropes and the throwbacks when you watch Scary Movie. Plus I think there's coming a lecture and a, and a sprinkler <laughs> show like that's probably going to help you a little bit to, to get through that that long movie vibe. So Scary Movie for me. Was there anyone hotter than Carmen Electra at the end of the 90s? Mm. I'm sure there was and I'm sure we could talk about that for about three hours of much over, the, over a bottle of bourbon and no one would ever want to listen to it but have yeah, you s- I can't. Not that I can think of. No. Nah. Have you seen a photo of her recently? Don't, don't, ret- <laughs> don't retroactively destroy boners, Stacey. I've got an historical boner that's very proud and strong right now. I don't need it to be retroactively destroyed. Similar okay. to what's happened to my Jenna Jameson one. <laughs> Enough. What about you? <laughs> Moving right along. Um, well, I'm not moving on. I'm still going banging on about Greece. Um, I think that you people probably did watch it as a double feature in 1978. And teen films, one is a bit like slow and humdrum, and then you need something a bit jazzy to watch after that. So <laughs> go with Greece <laughs> to perk up the the spirits. <laughs> which which one? So you watch Greece afterwards? Yeah. You wouldn't want to watch Grease first and then, you know, get all no. happy and then in the mood to watch Halloween or something? No, no, no. Definitely the other way around. 
Because, you know, I've been with you one time when you watched Gone Girl and you... <laughs> <laughs> That's a totally different thing. Yeah. Anyway, that moves us over to question number four. What was the biggest dick move in this movie? Oh, was the sheriff bumping into the 17-year-old girl? Like, and there was like a whole fucking sidewalk for him to walk around her and what have you. That was No just, shit. That was just like... It wasn't just it wasn't just a dick move. It was hella creepy. And then when you find out that it was like his daughter's best friend, oh fuck, crazy. Yeah, not, not to mention that he's like, oh, everyone deserves one good scare or something. And you're right. Whole sidewalk. She's standing there. She spins on a dime. Oh. You know what I mean? Like she has not changed her personal space. But he's like, hello, Laurie. <laughs> so Full he, frontal, straight into her. And she apologizes when clearly he walked into her. Yeah. Yeah. Rude. <laughs> so I think the biggest dick move was right at the start of the movie when the, Dr. Loomis and Marion, is it, pull up to the Probably. asylum and they see escapees running all over the place. Why did they even stop? Why did he get out of the car to start with? Because that's what got the ball rolling of Marion then being moronic after that. But... He started it, Dr. Loomis. Listeners, I'm giving Stacey shit about being rusty. I had two answers written down, and I'm the rusty one. I forgot that you guys quite often think the same way I did, so I had full frontal sheriff, followed by jumping out of the car for no fucking reason. (laughs) (laughs) Great minds think alike, Sam. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) God damn it, those those are my ones. I mean, the case could be made for Mike Myers just going around and, you know, murdering people, but at the same time, like... Well, that's too obvious. Yeah, I mean, and these kids were kind of shittied, so... <laughs> what about Annie just dumping dumping her uh, babysitting kid on Laurie? <laughs> yes! Yeah. Hey, that's fuck? a fucking... That's a mega dick move. Laurie was pretty sweet about that when you think about it. Yeah. Yeah. There you go, bro. Or let's invert the question. Non-existent dick move. What about when, you know, Laurie's mate's, like... Going how flavor of see anything you like and shit to Michael Myers and we don't see a dick move. <laughs> Surprisingly, Michael Myers has no visible reaction whatsoever. <laughs> Stacy's like, oh, I've not yeah. missed this shit. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Anywho, question number five. What is it, Spanky? Uh, question number five is what quote from this film would be the worst to hear immediately after having sex? So the worst quote for me to hear immediately after having sex is. Come on, Annie, that's enough. My name is not Annie. <laughs> <laughs> Annie, you okay? <laughs> to me, I would be pissed off. <laughs> what about, hey, jerk, speed kills. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, bitch. <laughs> right, and, and I think the most obvious one is, it's going to take a lot more than fancy talk to keep me up all night crawling around these bushes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I like that one too. Anywho, takes us to question number six. What do you got, Stace? What on the nose song would you drop into this movie and where? Have we got the same answer? I feel like me and you might. No, no I don't think we do. Kiss fa 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 and when, though? Oh, fuck, throughout the entire film. <laughs> <laughs> Any point, better run, run, run away. Obviously, when he's slow, slow, it. slow walk away, not really struggle very hard because it's a horror movie and you really want to get killed. But yeah, I mean, like it's obvious, but just that's the whole point of this question. <laughs> what about you, Spanky? 
I'm gonna I'm gonna throw down some classic hip hop for you all, and the song is Three MCs and One DJ, and it's by the Beastie Boys, and it's for a couple of specific lyrics. Mixmaster, a cut, a cut, a cut faster, <laughs> and that's that's when he's stabbing. Wicka, wicka, wicka. So that's it, that's it, and he's Mixmaster Mike. So I'm. I'm, I'm oh! Uh huh. Uh-huh. So, Jesus, well done. Right on the, on the nose. nose. <laughs> I am just can't let go of my grease theme for this, this going through the entire podcast. By the way, top quality preparation. <laughs> You're the one that I want. Sung by John Travolta and Olivia Newton-John at the end of Greece. That at when he goes in to kill Laurie, she's the one that he wants. He wants to kill her. Fair enough. Yep. <laughs> That's good. Anyway, that moves us over to question number seven. What was the biggest load of bullshit in this movie? Oh, I mean, there's so many. Uh, <laughs> there's so many, so many things. Uh, Correct. Uh, if, uh, if, uh, uh, why did she roll down the window? Why did the dude walk into Jamie Lee Curtis on the footpath? But I think really the most obvious one to me is... Uh, Mike Myers' uh, teleportation powers. How, Great, yeah. how, how from, from scene to scene, frame to frame, he just, like, fucking teleports between houses. And the thing is, we've seen this motherfucker. He only walks. Yes, he's a slow, lumbering yeah. man. But, like, all of a sudden, the dude, like, moves, like, like that. Lightning. Like lightning. He just, like, pops into places. So I think it's uh, Mike Myers' uh, uh, teleportation skills is the biggest crock of shit. There's some really egregious examples, like when... Just before she gets full fronted by the police officer on the sidewalk, he's behind a bush, standing there looking at her, then ducks behind a bush. Her friend goes running down the road. In the space of five seconds, he's managed to fucking vamoose out of there, teleport the fuck out of there. And then later, when he's like the next door neighbor, and she's, you know, when he's supposed, he's at the next door neighbor's house, and he's behind like a washing line or something. And then same thing, she looks at him, blinks or something, is like, <gasps> and then looks back, and he's gone, like he's fucking vanished. And then he says to her friends, "Oh, he's been looking at me." He's like, "That's all he can do now," or some shit like that. It's like, what the fuck? How did he teleport? How did that guy move? This that's one of the reasons why I one of my bad things at the start was this is slow. Is you could mistake those choices for just being bad editing cuts. <laughs> in the movie, like, oh, he was there. Oh, now he's not. Oh, shit. Who was in charge of matching up those scenes? Yeah, he was like, having a ciggy at the time. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, all we've got is this B-roll of an empty fucking grass. Ah, oh, just tuck it in there. No one will fucking notice. Yeah, exactly. exactly. No one will be talking about this movie in 40 years. <laughs> exactly. Uh, my one is the one that actually get calls out in the movie, which is, you know, we talk about the nurse getting fucking yanked out of the car, and then Mike Myers jumps in. And drives the car like a full fucking race car driver. Loomis even says, you know, like, they're like, oh, how did, how would have you driven away? And he goes, I don't know, when are you guys giving him driving lessons? It's like the movie <laughs> even knows this is fucking bullshit. Oh. They just need some way for him to get into town because he can't teleport. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's Why didn't he just use his teleportation powers? Why did he need a car? I teleported the car as well. He didn't actually drive the car. He teleported the car with him into town. <laughs> yeah. One of my other ones that was kind of a dick move is that the fact that this psychotic killer, which Millie at this point, he's only killed one person, right? So I suppose it's kind of excusable. But the idea that the sheriff's just like like the mayor in Jaws, who's just like, ah, it's not a big deal. Don't worry about it. You know what I mean? Oh, who cares? You're overreacting. 
you know, that he's exactly like that. It's just like, oh, yes, one of the most dangerous psychopaths who yanked a woman with one hand out of a car, tossed her away, and then drove off in the car, and is nothing but pure evil, according to a man of science. Mm, let's not get our best troops on the guys. Let's just cruise around and hope that we see some fucking let's naked walk, babysitters. Walk into our 17-year-old daughter's bloody best friend. That's exactly. It. I got a l- fucking long night of masturbating ahead of me. Piece of shit. <laughs> um, my biggest load of BS was... There are a few different things like this, but when he was killing some of his victims, like particularly Bob, the guy who he killed in the laundry after he killed Annie, you know, he had him up against the wall and he knifed him, you know, through the stomach or whatever with a knife and he left it in there and Bob didn't even slump. Like, you know, or he was a straight up straight up and down against the wall. His body didn't slump over. The knife, like, he it didn't... <laughs> didn't scare him down. on the wall or anything. Yeah, just, yeah he just speared yeah, him to the wall. Yeah, yeah just yeah, yeah. speared him to the wall like he was a piece of bloody cardboard. I'll tell you what, let's get much around. Let's test this theory and see what happens, eh? <laughs> I feel like we're talking you around, Sam. I think, nah. I, I think you can... I think you... I think I'm you, going I, the other way. I'm hyperboling this. Now. I don't know. <laughs> I've skipped past shit sandwich. I'm going to hyperbole shit sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, question number eight. Which character has ended up in hospital for sex-related injuries? Oh, it's definitely Linda. Can we just all, like, get an announce- can we, just, we, just, we just get an announce- hey, Linda. Linda was the brown-haired one. No, that's Annie. Linda yeah, Annie's was the, the one Annie's who the blonde went, was, yeah. uh, Linda and Bob were the ones who turned up later specifically to have sex at the house that Annie was babysitting at. And Linda was coming on to Mike Myers. Like... <laughs> She didn't know that, but... Yeah, know. but like random dude with a, with yeah. a mask walks yeah. into her room, just show him your titties, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> and, and bang in the spare room of some people's house that you don't even know. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, well, my answer is um, Annie, who's the, the babysitter that gets stuck in the window. Now, I haven't done extensive research on this, nor do I know if this is actually true or not, but I have heard a story that... Women getting stuck in like washing machines and <laughs> and windows and under couches and under beds. It's apparently become quite a trend in pornography. Now I I, I don't know for a fact. I haven't have never watched any of these videos myself personally because <laughs> I'm a good Christian boy. <laughs> uh-huh. But I have heard that's quite common. So I, I reckon her. Yeah. I mean, you get stuck in a window, man. <laughs> I'm going to give you some more concrete evidence, but I'm going to back you with Annie, but but it's more concrete evidence. She ditched a kid who she was supposed to be looking after. She invited two other people for what? To me, you know, and again, like, same as you, Sam, you know, I've, I've, I've been on the internet. I know, I sort of know what happens. I have but, not been on the internet. But, but like, there's like, you know, like, you invite another couple over to your house and, and, and like, um, under the premises of uh, being a bit raunchy, but a 17-year-old swinger sounds like, you know, <laughs> like probably like at some stage in their life they're going to end up in with sex, with, with, with sex-related injuries. I imagine. Like I'm almost thinking auto-asphyxiation, but like I couldn't be sure. Mm. Mm. Maybe. Maybe. Road Maybe. tested out. <laughs> 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 Let's move on before you get <laughs> fucking cancelled again. That's right. Uh, anyway, it moves us over to question number nine. This is my question. 
How would you incorporate Nicolas Cage into this movie? Now, just for argument's sake, are we imagining Nicolas Cage at this point in his life? Because his first film, I believe, is Fast Times at Richmond High, which he was a 17-year-old or 16-year-old, and that came out in 82, I want to say. So he would have been about 12 years old at this point. So that, for me, is why he's perfect to be the boy that's getting babysat in this. Yeah, oh, yeah. the boogeyman's good, outside. Be a good, good first role, wouldn't a it? Great first role. Could you imagine Nicolas Cage, twelve years old, freaking the fuck out? What the <laughs> boogeyman died? Receding hairline. You know? <laughs> it would explain a lot about five o'clock shadow, but still in the body of a twelve-year-old. Imagine it. Imagine that Nicolas Cage oh, or Nicholas Coppler at the time. Yeah, I couldn't imagine anything else now that you've put the thought into my head. <laughs> I think he would be an amazing sheriff. Yeah, correct. Yep. No elaboration, just a sheriff. He would probably be better than the guy that played the sheriff. <laughs> That's a low bar to climb. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, both both great answers, and I think if we're going in the purely hypothetical, so uh, any age, Nick Cage, I think, uh, to replace Dr. Loomis. Oh, you can't replace Loomis. Yeah, you can. You replace, oh, him, you replace him You replace him. with Nick Cage. That's how you replace him. If Nick Cage played Dr. Loomis, then the sheriff would have to listen when he tells him that some pure evil is coming. There's going to be deaths. No, they probably would have institutionalized Nicholas Cage. Said, oh, here's one of the escapees. Yeah, the, the oh, you're the doctor. Uh, you haven't stolen his coat. You sure? <laughs> Cage would have been institutionalized. Oh, Nick Cage, I love you. Uh, final question that can be applied to any film. This is a question that we've added to all action films, and now we're going to add to all horror films. Realistically, at what point should the main character have died? Not at all, because that's, that's, that's how you, you know, like, it's, it's not really, it's anticlimactic if everyone dies, right? There has to be someone left over. To, to yeah, t- 100%, to, but to, this is, like, rather than for the purposes of a movie, like, it, realistically, if this was in the real world. Oh, and then, and then like, Jamie Lee Curtis was the virginal, was the thing. Like, you can't murder, can't go out murdering <laughs> virgins who can't even ask someone out to prom. Spaggy's really taking this seriously. Spaggy's got full cannon into the universe. That, that's what I just, I just, I just couldn't imagine a world without Jamie Lee Curtis in it. That's all. That's fair enough. What about you, Stace? Well, realistically, she would have died when he, as soon as he stepped foot in the house, because that's what happened to every other single victim that he had. He just walked in, killed them. That done. No, yeah. st- no, str- well, a pathetic struggle from the victim, but not really. Mike Myers didn't muck around. He didn't make mistakes. He didn't accidentally stab them and go over their shoulder and then go, oh, shit, and then try again. So he would have just walked in, stabbed her, job done. How funny is it that like the one that put up the biggest fight or struggle is the one that was like the blondie on the phone? Just, ah, ah, rah, rah. <laughs> it's like, I saw a good meme about it today where it was just like uh, in action movies, the male taking damage and having to play out being hurt. And then the female playing out being hurt. And it's like, close your eyes, and one of them sounds a lot like something else. <laughs> I was like, that's probably a really good point. Uh, the one for me, wouldn't asthmatic breath. Asthmatic breath in the cupboard. She's smart enough to run over to the door, you know, like, what is it? The wardrobe door. Open no, the, no, 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 open, open, the, open, the balcony. open the balcony door. Open and- the balcony door. You know, maybe trick him into thinking that she's out there, goes running over to the cupboard. Closes the cupboard door. <laughs> 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 Fucking asthmatic breath in the cupboard. 
It's like, come on, man, keep it together. That's the point where, you know, he was getting in, he was going to kill her for sure. Millie, he probably should have died around then as well after getting stabbed repetitively and then shot six times. That was going to be my other answer. For what song would you insert it into this film? Tupac. Hit him up. Six yeah, so- yeah. Six so- <laughs> dropped me. Yeah. I, I took him and smiled. That was, that should have yep. been it. That's it. That's that was, should have been yeah, it. Yeah, but your old school hip hop is not strong. No. We're assuming that Jamie Lee Car- uh, Curtis is the main character. You've raised a good point there. Is he the main character? Yeah, is he the main character? Yes. He's in the first so, and last scenes. Yeah, so he, so when, yeah, right, you're right. When should he have died? <laughs> they should have just run him over in the car, eh? Yeah. Like, very first scene, yeah, just yes. run him over in the car. <laughs> While he was on the roof, just yeah. reverse and then yeah. run him over. Because yes. hey. Dr. Loomis wouldn't have been out of the car if we had written this movie. Yep. No, even better than that. <laughs> if we're going very accurate, motherfucker can't drive a car. They go 500 metres down the road. He's gone for a windscreen. <laughs> That's it. Doesn't even have the seatbelt on. <laughs> no seatbelt on. Has no idea how to steer a car. It's gone straight through the windscreen, crashed into a tree, something like that, right? Yeah. That should have been the point totally. where Mike Myers died. Anywho, that takes us over to our personal questions. Spanky, leaves off. Okay, uh, and this is a, a Cluedo-themed question. What household item would you use to commit murder? You know, uh, Mike Myers was fortunate enough that there was just a, a clean uh, knife in the in the kitchen drawer in all of the houses that he went into, even though he stole one. He stole two, remember? He's, he stole two. But he's, you still see the scene and the shot of him pulling it yes. out of the thing. So it's like, where do you put those other knives? Well, yeah, I guess maybe he just had spare knives or well, something. Bob's still hanging up there on the wall with the knife in it. No, he's not. He pulled them down and shoved oh, them in the cupboard, okay. remember? Mm. He was teleportation to get... Get these people into covers. Anyway, so if you're not as resourceful as Mike Myers, what household item are you going to use to, to kill someone with? I want to take inspiration from last week's episode of Team America, which was like, hey, Gary, if the terrorists catch you, you might want to take your own life. Here, take this. And hands him a hammer. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I was like, that was pretty cool. But then there's one thing that, like, as a parent, there's one thing that almost kills every single one of us parents every day inside the house and that's lego you try standing <laughs> off fucking lego three in the morning when you're trying to take a slash you're probably gonna wish you were dead right lego duplo lego technics just lego just lego wow you've tried to kill me with numerous items so i'm kind of curious as to what it's going to be you quite you fancied the rolling pin you fancied the the pan what? you know the things you try to whack me around the head a few times of <laughs> I don't remember that. Anyway. <laughs> um, that defense is not going to hold up in court. So didn't she use a knitting needle? She used a knitting needle, right, to stab him? That was, a, that was mean. That was a point in which he should have died. Yeah, took one to the neck. Yeah. He, coming at her over the couch. Yeah. I don't know. Can you kill someone with paper cuts? Like with a, <laughs> with a book. <laughs> wow, like, this is sadistic. <laughs> you guys. If you're reading the Gruffalo for the 47th millionth time <laughs> and Mike Myers happens to walk into the house and you just throw it at him. <laughs> just keep um, beating him with the Gruffalo. Why don't you come into my log pile house? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. A Gruffalo? What's that? I'm just trying to think of things that I would have handy. <laughs> That's all I can think of. Children's books. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so like uh, I'm a huge fan of the deep philosophical debate question, but we don't have it in this this podcast, so I'm going to put out my own deep philosophical debate, uh, which is, uh, it's Halloween. Where are all the trick-or-treaters? I was going to go similar to you and go into the universe and try and figure out where they are inside this universe, but I'm going to stay outside the universe, and I'm going to think that 
After John Carpenter shot a couple of scenes with those kids, he determined he never wanted to work with children ever again. And as a result, <laughs> axed all the little children that were signed up to play Halloween trick-or-treaters and was like, nah, fuck that. These kids suck. I'm not bothering. Either that or Michael Myers has left great swathes of children on either end of the street to block off police from getting in there. No way. Uh, there's three. I've got three ideas. One is... Wait, listeners, this is going to get worse with every idea, and I cannot wait. <laughs> Strap yourselves in. Here we fucking go. This is going to be peak Stacey. Isn't this the night before Halloween? No, I thought it was Halloween. So you don't have trick-or-treaters? Or, is, or do you mean like Halloween is like the midnight hour, so the night before is when you do the trick-or-treating? No, you do the trick-or-treating on the 31st. Yeah. So this was supposed to be the 31st of was October. It? No, because we saw, I know we saw three trick-or-treaters. And they talked about it throughout the film. Why, why would you call it Halloween if it was the night before Halloween? Exactly. Maybe they had to pay per word on the Shit sandwich. Let's look at <laughs> Shit sandwich. And why were, those, out there. why were those kids at home if they, you know, why weren't they out trick-or-treating? Have we had, did we miss a scene where the, the deputy or sheriff or whatever was like, Okay, there's a psychic killer on the loose. Everyone stay home. Oh, but then where were the parents? It was slow as fuck. We didn't miss any scenes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, on Halloween, no, no, in 1963. That's right. So, yeah, we see more in the original opening scene for trick-or-treating because he's dressed up as a trick-or-treater and there's other trick-or-treaters around. And then he goes into his own house, picks up a knife and goes and stabs the guy that's just been blasting his sister. And then he stabs his sister. Okay, well, apart from the title of the movie, we actually don't know what day this is. This could be like the 31st of July. It well, could be no, like it says on Halloween of... evening, Laurie babysits Tommy Doyle. Right, okay. Yeah. Okay, right. Because <laughs> um, the parents are getting shit-faced. Okay, belt On bum. Halloween. Yeah. Okay, so my two other options are, similar to you, is that budget did not allow for that many extras to have a whole entire street scene full of little kids and adults and costumes and all that extra expense. They couldn't afford it. Or three, stylistically, they wanted a very minimalist cast and look and feel for the movie. Can I give you a, <laughs> can I give you a little bit of trivia about the movie? It, was, it wasn't Please John Carpenter's it. first film, but he only had a budget of 300 grand to make this film, and it brought in $70 million. It's one of the most successful films of all time. Really? From, like, you know, budget to box office. Yep. So you're right. 300 grand's not a lot to hire a whole bunch of kids to get murdered. <laughs> mm. I, I think the kids might have, like, interfered with Mike Myers' um, teleportation powers. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> Obviously. Cool. Well, what's your final question, Spanky? Um, wow, like... The house sat there, uh, you know, with real estate the way that it is, you know. <laughs> hey, we're all talking about real estate around the campfires nowadays. And uh, um, why did that house sit there vacant for so long? You know, would you would you buy a house that has had a, a, a murder committed in it? Uh, so, yeah, that's the question. Would you buy a house that had a, you know, and like, you know, probably rent it out, you know, maybe it's, <laughs> hey, you know, a single mum or something like that or, uh, you know, young family or something. Hey, probably for overmarket, obviously. Hey, if you guys are real lonely, here's a perk. Comes with a ghost. <laughs> your, kid, your kids will love it. Your kids, built-in babysitter. They're never going to be lonely. Well, I'm just going to straight out say no for two reasons. So, so yes, I said at the start that I liked the house. 
Okay, so potentially could have been could have been a house that I would want to buy, but if I so uh, immediately after the first murder, I would have been put off by the fact of the murder was still fresh in everyone's mind, but the house was in good condition. Fast forward fifteen years, the house is complete renovation, like disaster zone. I'm not up for that, really. <laughs> so what that, if it wasn't though? What if that it was would put me off? What if it was a nice, awesome house, but you found out someone had been brutally murdered in it? Yeah, no. Like, like no, Oscar, no. Oscar Pistorius' house too... or something, you know? <laughs> oh, that's a, that's a... No, it, wasn't, it was a flash house in a gated community. Something like that. Like a really, you know. Nah. Nah. I just don't like the idea of that. What if it was what, similar to the Pistorius case? What if it was someone that was quite famous that you were like, you know, you could have the credulity? <laughs> I know this. I know Why you don't are you give a pushing shit. me on this? Just accept my answer. Because <laughs> you liked the house so much at the start, you know. <laughs> yeah, Man, the market so just, tight. I'm just arguing for the point of arguing sake because that's what this podcast is. Just see if we continue around. Oh, you can't. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> Great kitchen island. You know what I mean? Like heaps of storage. Yeah, heaps Con- of storage. Concrete driveway. Mature trees. <laughs> Amazing bathroom, fully landscaped. Okay, you guys renovate it, and then I'll think about it. <laughs> okay. Okay, so we need to find a house, murder someone in, renovate it, <laughs> and then never release this podcast. <laughs> what do you think of Machu's house? <laughs> Would you buy a house that someone had been murdered in? Nah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Moving right along. Anyway, that moves me over to my questions. What horror movie, or even just movie, because there is a lot of just general movies, like especially kids' movies, scared the shit out of you when you were young? I don't know how young I was. I was probably uh, I was probably in my 20s when this movie came out, but it definitely scared the living shit out of me, and the movie's called The Corporation. Oh, yes. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, there you go. I'm just going I'm to leave it right there. Mic, mic drop with my, uh, yeah, I haven't seen my that. very woke... Uh, with my very work take on things, so it's, it's about how like big businesses uh, can be um, uh. the equivalent of a psychopath. You can, yeah. you can, mm. yeah, yeah. They psychoanalyze a corporation to see what that corporation would be like if it was a person, and they <laughs> deduce that it's a psychopath sort of thing. So yes. some of the interesting things they raise is that like Coca Cola, for instance, had trouble having products sold in Nazi Germany because there was a fucking world war on. So they invented Fanta, which has a German-sounding name, and as a way of selling their products in Germany during World War II, even though Coca-Cola was all like, yeah, we support our troops and all that sort of shit. You know, we're behind the war effort. They also were having trouble finding cola nuts or something, like supplying it in Germany, but they had tons of molasses, so they're like, well, we can make Fanta really easy. We can make an orange drink. So as a result, that's where Fanta comes from. It's shit wow, like that. I did yeah. not know that. <laughs> Fucking crazy, right? It is. It is. That sounds very scary. Um, on that note, yeah, I'm really weary of watching anything about climate change, or uh, for that reason, is like I don't know if anyone's put out anything really, really, really <laughs> um, damning. Inconvenient truth. Yeah, Inconvenient yeah, truth. stuff like that. Yeah, no, I can't watch it. I believe it. Okay, I'm a climate change believer. You do not need to scare the absolute shit out of me. <laughs> You, when we brought this question up yesterday, you said gremlins scared the shit out of you as a uh, child. Yeah, yeah, sorry. I was just like, 
having conversations. We're working. Oh, we're right. Working. Oh, okay. We're working right and now. So, oh. Are you still asleep, man? Come I'm on. Not, yeah. Wake Where up. Where am I? So my answer is... <laughs> Top quality <laughs> podcasting from the fucking host. <laughs> yeah, so my answer is the gremlins. So all, when I was casting my mind back to when I was a kid, I just couldn't get past the microwave scene where the, the gremlin gets microwaved <gasps> and explodes. That's a good one. That's really yeah. good. The one for me was Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, which if you watch <laughs> now, it's like, it's sore. It's sore for kids. You know what I mean? It's like they get themselves into these like inescapable fucking traps and then these kids end up having like, you know, blown up to the size of a hot air balloon or shrunk down to the size of like a miniature and stuck inside a TV and shit like that. They have horrifying deaths. Do you see how unfazed the Oompa Loompas are, though? Oh, the, yeah. The Oompa Loompas are like, this shit happens all the fucking time. <laughs> <laughs> like, Willie has us cleaning up bodies all the fucking time, like, by the way. If we had any other career options, we'd be the fuck out of here and exposing yeah, this place. Right, that's right. But we, we are indebted servitude here, and... He's got our passports. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Please tell me my please tell my family where I am. <laughs> Anywho, uh question number two, what character would you guys have pushed in front of Michael Myers to save yourself? Annie. Fair enough. Just just for everybody who hasn't seen the movie in a while, Annie is the brunette, brunette gets stuck babysitter in the babysitter who gets stuck in the window. That's she's the, she's the first one to be killed. Mm. Mm. So you've got no problems just getting rid of her. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I looked into Stacey's eyes, and there's nothing but pure evil. <laughs> don't don't be a fucking hero, man. I'll push all of them in front of them. <laughs> That's, Including yeah. the kid. Yeah, fuck yeah. Not my kid. <laughs> not my fucking kid. And they, you know, I'll fucking cry at their funeral and shit, but, like, I'm pushing anyone in front of them. <laughs> you would not cry in front of their, their fucking funeral, Spanky. No, probably. actually, is Let's, a better answer. Yeah, I was thinking, like, the sheriff of Loomis. Like, Loomis is packing. Don't worry, I've got a permit. <laughs> <laughs> he's packing. He might be able to take him down. Loomis is the best answer, too, because he's could block a doorway. <laughs> what? Well, he's of a certain shape that would block a doorway quite well. Uh, so if you're going to push something in front of Michael Myers... You want it to be big. You want it to be, you wide. know, to block a doorway. Because remember, that guy's got teleportation powers <laughs> where he can teleport through certain mass. Like, we've seen him teleport teleport through sheets but we haven't really seen him teleport through people so anyway Loomis <laughs> is the right answer <laughs> final question yeah Jamie Lee Curtis is the daughter of Janet Lee and fuck is it Tony Curtis? Tony Curtis and Tony Curtis I was about to say Richard Curtis but it's the famous English film director so famous Nepo babies famous daughter of other famous people that's gone on to have a very successful career but is she the best is she the best Nepo baby? And like you, best is, is quite a quite a an interesting and non measurable term. Uh, <laughs> successful, good looking. What are you What are you going for here? But I, 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 I would say like let's just go on talent because if you went successful, you could argue one of the Kardashians or the Jenners, for instance, has gone on to become billionaires. And there's no one that really beats that. But I, are they the best? Are they the most talented? No. I'm a bit of a Kate Hudson fan. I'm going to put it out there, and I'm going to say I'm going to say Kate Hudson, Goldie Hawn, Kurt Russell, Kate Hudson. Yep, that does it for me. Maybe maybe Kate Hudson is the is our generation's Jamie Lee Curtis. How about that? One great film in Almost Famous. Yep. Not much after that. Oh, 
come on, there's got to be something. How to lose a guy in 10 days. <laughs> the skeleton key. Well, name another good Jamie Lee Curtis movie. Apart from, say, like, True Lies. I was about to say, True Lies. First well, one that's the front yeah. Come on. Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Bit part? Yeah, won an Oscar for it. For the bit part? Yeah. One supporting actress. She was um, she was in Knives Out too, wasn't she? Yes, great Knives Out. Fish Called Wanda. Yeah. Oh, Fish Called Wanda. How could I forget? Yeah. That's John Cleese's movie, though. <laughs> yeah, I. well, my answer is yes, she is the best. She's she's still acting. She's like, what a long, unsuccessful career. Because there is quite a few people that pop up on the basis of they're related to someone famous and then just fucking fade off into nothingness, right? Yeah, exactly. She's still here. She's still relevant. George Clooney's the son of a TV presenter. So Clooney would probably be up there for me in terms of like talent and longevity. And I think Robert Downey Jr. is also the son of a TV presenter or something like that. But Yes, he is. Robert Downey Jr. went away for a long time. You could also you could also do the the brother and sister combos. So you could do the oh what, the the Franco the other Franco the the other Gil, the other Gyllenhaal, you know Hemsworths the Hemsworths. Yeah, you could you could do that if you were calling that Nepo because mm. some of them riding off the coattails are Emma Roberts to the Julia Roberts, you know, but they all sort of suck. The um the the correct answer that you guys um, have missed and his name's already been brought up on this podcast is Nicolas Cage. <laughs> oh, yeah. Answering your own question now. Isn't there some sort of penalty for that? 100% answer. But it's the right answer. Nicholas Cage, cousin of Coppola's. Francis Ford Coppola. Or nephew, I should say. Cousin of Sophia. So, yeah, I mean, it's Nicholas Cage. He's I guess it all really depends on the definition of best. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, most talented, you know, like, yeah. Anywho, Stacey, what are your questions? My first question is, what character should have been replaced with a talking dog? Probably the nurse in the car of Dr. Loomis on the way to the thing. You imagine if she was the first person just getting checked out. <laughs> and then that explains how the window got rolled down. <laughs> yeah. Dogs are fucking clever, bro. Mm-hmm. you got to leave the window down for your dog when you get out of the car so that they've got some fresh air. <laughs> that would explain why the window's That's Loomis. And we closed the pothole. <laughs> Yeah, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, <laughs> hang on, hang on. Let me just wind this down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, and and like I mean, now now I feel like my answer's like a little bit redundant, but I would say Doctor Loomis because there's nothing, there's there's nothing like it. There's nothing, there's nothing like a dog in a doctor's coat, right? A dog in a trench coat. Hey. Two dogs driving along in a car. <laughs> I want to see their movie, and they wonder why he escaped. Yeah. <laughs> They need to get him a better doctor. I legit want to see Halloween, but replaced with dogs. Like, <laughs> the you know, thing. the entire thing. Oh, that'd be awesome. Mm. It'd be a lot more awesome than the latest dog movie I went and saw, which was Paw Patrol. Fern Hurley gives it a score of 17 billion out of 10,000. <laughs> Dr. Loomis is. A Bluey is Dr. Loomis. Yeah, Bluey is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> The chase is the sheriff. <laughs> Sky is Laurie Schrode. Oh my god! Okay, All Bingo right. is one of the is the little daughter that gets fucking babysat. Aww. Okay, so apparently this is based around Halloween time. What is what type of Halloween treat is this movie? It's M and M's. Mike Myers, M and M's. 
But it's peanut M&M's. Why? Because there's a nut inside. All right, so for me, it's a gobstopper. Because <laughs> it takes fucking <laughs> forever to get to the middle of it. And it's really fucking hard to swallow. So for me, this movie is a gobstopper. Good answer, good answer. They're both good answers. And my final question is, what character should have been immediately fired after this movie? I was going to go with Laurie Strode, cause, but that being said, like babysitting seems to be a dying industry in this town. So, <laughs> so probably she's got the monopoly on babysitting. I mean, like, we've already... Cause, <laughs> Because everyone drops their kids off. <laughs> yeah, but like she's not great at it. I mean, you should keep the kids alive, which is more than we can well, say that's about the other two. Amazing. Yeah. I mean, because we've already talked about the doctor's fucking useless and the sheriff's fucking useless. And oh, the answer's the sheriff, man. By miles, the, the, right? sheriff, the sheriff is like, oh, there's a murder in the streets. Oh, nah, like I'm pretty busy. Like, and uh, I don't know. <laughs> like, uh, I've got some things on. Uh, <laughs> I've just looked at my diary and I've got 17 hours of creeping on young girls to do for the next for the next fucking night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for me, it's the, the sheriff should get fired instantly. Yeah, he's he fucking sucked. Yeah, yeah. At least three murders attributable to his being absolutely useless. Yeah, yeah. Maybe also whoever fixed the fence at the mental institute, you know, allowed all these people to get out. All all of the people at the the security at the mental institution was poor. Yeah, yeah. no straitjacket, no nothing. There was no alarm going off when there was when nothing. He got it. There was nothing. Fucking nothing. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Still a high purely sandwich. This movie is fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Anyway, uh, that does take us down to the end. This also is a Patreon question. comes courtesy of our mate Julio of the Contrarians Podcast. Contrarians Podcast is an awesome podcast that rages against the Rotten Tomatoes machine. So they take a movie like this that scores really fucking highly on Rotten Tomatoes. They argue why it's shit, and then they give their real talk at the end. Julio's question. What's your most controversial opinion about this movie? And I got it out early and I got it out fast. It's pretty much that this this movie's pretty shit, actually. Like <laughs> like mildly entertaining at best, slow paced, inconsistent, and if it wasn't for the tropes, there wouldn't be so many people fucking sucking it off to, to, to just because <laughs> 96 on Rotten Tomatoes is there is a lot of people sucking this film off and I just do not see it I won't, will not be watching this film again in the foreseeable future I will not be suggesting to people to watch this film in the foreseeable future and I will be more than happy to never watch this film again I feel like I feel like this is a real critics horror film you know what I mean? Like, as far as like your average person who wants to watch this and get like an enjoyment, a roller coaster ride, all that sort of shit, you're not really going to get that here. But what you are going to get is the symbolism of not seeing his face, and you know, like the slow reveal. You only see it at the end, and then the phallic symbol imagery of her stabbing him, and all this other shit stuff that critics can really dial into and go, "Oh, the imagery of this, oh, pretentious wank, wank, wank." You know what I mean? I feel like that's why we see ninety six percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Really? Is it only critics voting on Rotten Tomatoes? Is that yeah, that's it? it. Rotten Tomatoes is just critics that have reviewed the film and given their score. Fuck, yeah. Wow. Don't watch it if you want to be entertained. <laughs> <laughs> Are you not entertained? That's, that's no, I'm not. That's why it's controversial, man. <laughs> I actually think that you just came up with my controversial opinion in a previous um, question that maybe this would be better if it was completely cast 
with dogs. <laughs> dogs. Can I, can I see your sheet idea. to see if you actually had an answer or have you written down, make no, something I on the spot? I something and then scribbled it out. And <laughs> yeah, this is fucking terrible. <laughs> delete, delete. Yeah, I was going back to my um, sandwich at the start. I'm like, it's not really controversial. Surely there's people out there like me and Spanky who haven't seen this before and aren't that fussed. Yeah. An animated musical starring Bluey. And the theme musical. of country music. And yeah, the theme, theme of country, country musical. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. ABC, BBC, yeah. call me. <laughs> but based around the script, Bluey and the Paw Patrol. So you're getting the crossover that kids have been wanting. That's it. But it's <laughs> a it. horror movie with country music <laughs> interspersed throughout the film. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's what I'm saying. Top quality movie production. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the one for me, I mean, yeah, like, as we acknowledge, everyone loves this film, and I gave it a pretty high score. To be honest, I'd rather watch the reboot that came out in 2018 than watch this again in the foreseeable future. Ooh, yeah, okay. The reboot in 2018, which we have reviewed on this podcast, was good. It wasn't great, but some of the stuff that you're talking about, like, it was pretty fucking intense. It was pretty intense, a little bit more twisty and turny, like, at no point during this film did I think to myself, Laurie's going to die. You know, and it, maybe that's because there's been 17 fucking Halloween sequels, at which Jamie Lee Curtis is very much alive in all of them. So it's like, well, you know, it kind of ruins it for you. But at the same time, it's like, at least with the reboot, you're like, fuck, what's going to happen? And they started using, like, Judy Greer and a whole bunch of other people that are proper actors. It was like, holy shit, this is awesome. So, yeah, there's my controversial opinion. I know there's some people out there right now that are telling me to go fuck myself because this is very beloved. And I imagine a lot of people out there are probably... Well, you still like it. You were just saying you want to rewatch a different version. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, I still think that people are probably going to. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of people that fucking love Halloween. It's uh, like. It's the... Okay, maybe those people won't be listening to this. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> probably not. If I wanted to be more controversial, I would have said that I want to watch Halloween 3 Season of the Witch, which has absolutely nothing to do with this movie, however, stole its title and is supposedly. A, a sequel to these films but it's not there's no mike myers there's no serial killer it's and it's is it made by the same people no so no relation whatsoever there's not even witches in it i don't think and it's called season of the witch it's fucking insane it's yeah, so bad it's a good movie but why would you why would you put something that's in the title in the movie you know like <laughs> why would you do that yeah why I would you right? why would you do that like Far out. It's just too obvious. It's it way too away. obvious. You know, like if I was being a critic about it, you know, it's like not very critic-like to have like, you know, like the actual thing. We so need- obviously probably, it probably needs to be symbolic Halloween and symbolic witches. <laughs> <laughs> like Iron Man didn't have enough iron in it. <laughs> too titanium. <laughs> titanium man. Yeah. One of Iron Man's villains. Uh, anyway, that is takes us down to the end. Thank you to these guys for coming out of retirement to, to do this film, even though we seem to have <laughs> not really enjoyed. I'm not sure why we bothered? <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> but I'm sure some people out there, the, the Stacey fan club that petitioned me to bring you back all the time, I'm sure they're going to be, be petitioning to keep me away. Yeah, I know they're going <laughs> to. Spanky fan club. Spanky fan. Anyway, that does take us down the end. <laughs> Uh, upcoming episodes me and Spanky tomorrow night will be no it doesn't matter me and Spanky on a future episode we'll be talking Robocop we have talked about doing Robocop being me Kahu and Machu for a long time Kahu incredibly keen me incredibly keen Machu like oh yeah 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 
But it's happening because it's my birthday, so I'm making it happen. So that's coming up. And then Liz and Ashley from Rabbit Ears Podcast and our good mate Emily from uh, Tasteless are going to be talking about Bring It On. So those are the next upcoming episodes. As we drag our asses towards episode 250, which we're going to do a Christmas special, supposedly. Supposedly going to do every Christmas movie ever, although Liz is going to be in town to record that. And we might just end up doing something else. But um, anyway, that's thanks for me. Bye. Good night.